The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And once again, Darren Ball, our producer, is here. And I'm here, uh, Richard Lawrence, and we're delighted to welcome you all again. And we're going to carry on with the new kind of venture, you might say, which we're trying for a while, which we started last week, which is to give other people who live their lives by the nine freedoms, who believe in them, who practice them, and for whom they're probably the greatest teachings they know, uh, and that's their belief. That's I'm not saying that. That's what they believe. Uh, and they're going to give share their comments, their thoughts, their feelings, maybe an experience, uh, maybe just something that it means to them. And they're all people who, as I say, are extremely dedicated to this practice. They're not just people who've read a book. They, they actually live it. And the one today, I, I think I'm really looking forward to this, is Lisa Rosser. You hear her voice every week because she introduces this show. Um, and she is a, a staff member of the Ethereum Society at the American headquarters in Los Angeles, uh, full-time, does a lot of valuable, invaluable work promoting the teachings. She's a regular contributor, among other things, to the Ethereum Society blogs that go out. And today, she's going to be talking about an extract from a lecture by Dr. King on the eighth freedom. That is, of course, Saturnian existence. These are the masters of the planetary system who are actively engaged in helping all life streams to evolve out of their evolve out of their darkness, their ignorance and their suffering. Of course the masters of Saturn don't like to see anyone suffering at all because they realize that no one was put on this earth or any other earth to suffer. It's not our heritage to suffer. The, the heritage of all men, of all life streams, is joy and peace and splendor. This is, our, this is a heritage, not suffering in any way. So they don't like to see anyone suffering, but they still, even despite their position, they can't suddenly interfere, because they would be interfering with the great laws. See, way back down the line, we, the people on earth, chose free will. And Matherius has reminded us, we can't play fast and loose with a cosmic choice. Once we make it, that's it. You see, you, when we make these cosmic choices, it's not like a lady choosing a hat, you know. Goes in for a white one and buys a sky blue pink one. This isn't the same thing at all. We make a cosmic choice and we're stuck with it until we prove beyond all shadow of all doubt we have had sufficient experience. I find it really interesting that Dr. King used the example of purchasing a hat and choosing a particular color because 
I think most people in the world think more about the color hat that they want to purchase rather than Saturnian existence. Um, but I really love this extract for a few different reasons. Firstly, it was important to me to realize that we are not on this earth to suffer. There's so much suffering in the world and it can really be overwhelming. All you have to do is turn on the news and, my goodness, wonder what this world is coming to. And it can really feel the same in our own personal lives at times. But that's not why we're here. It's not our heritage and it doesn't have to be like that. We're here to work out our karma, but that doesn't mean we have to suffer. And this extract really helped me realize that karma is not a punishment, but a teacher. And every difficult situation that we encounter, although at the time it can be very difficult to see, it can be positive in some way. And it may help us see something in a different light, increase our compassion for another person or a group of people, or even help us start down a more spiritual path. And another reason I really love this extract is because it reminds me that we are not in this alone. Even beings as great as the Saturnian masters are actively engaged in helping us. And I feel sure that they are helping us in an enormous amount of ways, most of which we don't know about or even understand. But the more we can try to cooperate with them, the more we can be helped. And in this way, I find this extract incredibly inspiring, and it makes me want to be as active as possible. And I think that thought in itself is really quite amazing, that Saturnian masters are helping us here on Earth, even though we make really silly decisions, and most of the world doesn't even necessarily believe in their existence. It's, it's really incredible. And I think because so many people in this world are unaware that an opportunity to cooperate with Saturnian masters exists, I feel that if we are aware of it and we're fortunate enough to have this information, we have a greater responsibility to join in and help them help us. Um, but in this extract, I feel that we're not only told that this, the Saturnian masters are helping us, uh, we're also told how we can help ourselves, and in that way we can just be like them, be actively engaged in helping other life streams. Another reason I really like this extract is because it sums up our history and our path so succinctly. We made a choice, we're living that choice, and it tells us how we can live our lives so that we can evolve and succeed and stop the suffering that we currently feel. And Dr. King says that God is the universal creative symbol. And to me, that's what this extract is. We have all these problems in the world, but the answer is so simple. Be like the great ones. Help others. Serve others. So that we can be helped more by the great ones and then help others even more. Wow. Wonderful thoughts there from Lisa. Gosh, this is going really well, Darren. I, I think last week, Mark, this week, Lisa, we're getting some real insights uh, into the, these teachings from people who really love them and people who really live by them. 
Yeah, I think that was a, a really nice personal reflection. I think it reflects, you know, this in in our own life, this like growing sense of reality of not just extraterrestrial life or enlightened life, but in our own solar system and and so close to us, closer than we'd ever imagined, possibly. Yeah, and I must agree with her that uh, more people are thinking about what hat to buy, men and women, may I say, not just women, <laughs> than about Saturnian existence, which is a shame. Uh, that that's <laughs> that's going to be one of the things that will change in the new age. Uh, absolutely, people will be thinking far more about Saturnian existence and about what had to buy. That's a prophecy I hereby make on the Spiritual Freedom Show, Darren. And which we're making possible in so, in a small way with the Spiritual Freedom Show itself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Absolutely. And so are all of you who listen to us every uh, week or very regularly and or catch up because there's a lot of podcasts that you can catch up on. And, uh, you know, you, you're sending in your thoughts. We love getting them. Every week, uh, Darren asks me a question or makes a, brings up one of your comments uh, which I don't know what he's going to bring up, and uh, we're going to be doing that in a moment. So over to you, Darren. Thanks very much. If you're tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 and Dr. George King by visiting our website, ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. So uh, this week we got a question that came in, uh, related in some way, actually. Uh, it goes as follows. Uh, this person asks, how come Krishna isn't mentioned in any of the world's history books? And from what dimension did he come? And besides the Mahabharata, is there any source to find additional information about Krishna? Thank you very much for your consideration. Gosh, um, well, first of all, that's an interesting question because, of course, let's <laughs> say straight away that Sri Krishna is one of the very, very few masters that we know of uh, that we've been told came from Saturn, which immediately placed, he was an avatar, of course. Uh, that term avatar comes from the Hindu tradition uh, with which he's associated. He does actually appear in some world history books, I'd have to say that. But uh, maybe the questioner here means he's, he's not mentioned enough, and that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I personally have a great love for the old... Uh, in fact, I was talking to a Hindu the other day who, who attends a Hindu temple and I, I don't know whether this is at all typical. I probably it isn't. But uh, he himself, this person I, was, I met for the first time, wasn't aware of some of the great Hindu texts. For example, obviously, uh, he was aware of the Bhagavad Gita. Mahabharata has been mentioned. The Ramayana, which I believe is earlier than the Mahabharata, is absolutely superb. Um, it, it's, it's now tends to people call it, you know, myth. Um, what they don't really know what they mean by myth is it hit or myth Darren sorry about that <laughs> sorry about that but um, you know actually it's one of the closest things I've ever come across to the descriptions we have and this is for people who are familiar with the Ethereum Society of the actions of the six adepts um, the Ramayana um, and definitely there's weaponry used there, some of which must have been nuclear and must have been a very long time ago, probably much earlier than they think. Sri Krishna, of course, is the deliverer of the teachings in the Bhagavad Gita, some of the greatest teachings which have ever been given to our world. Um, I do believe he has been mentioned in our own teachings. There was an occasion when he came to earth in order to hold a flame on this earth while the Lord Babaji uh, left earth for a particular reason now the lord babaji is the other master and i think i'm right in saying darren the only other master that we know of that we've been told actually came from saturn who lives and come among us on on earth 
Um, And, of course, he uh, is among us now, thank God. We wouldn't really be here if he wasn't. He's the most wonderful intelligence we could conceive of. And that's the real Lord Babaji, because there are many names uh, for this intelligence. Uh, But coming back to Sri Krishna, very, very important mission. Uh, It's an ancient mission. It is shrouded in legend, and you have to sort of try to get to the core of it. But I I think what is uh, absolutely marvelous is the synchronicity, if that's probably the wrong word, the synergy or whatever, the link up between the teachings he delivered and some teachings which came much later from other avatars, such as the Master Jesus, the Lord Buddha. And you can see parallels in these teachings. What we have now in the nine freedoms, I believe to be even greater, I'm going to say that, than the teachings that he was um, allowed, if that's the right word, to deliver in those days. It's not that he couldn't have delivered great teachings or greater teachings, but of course there is a plan and they follow it to the letter. So those would be some of my thoughts, Darren. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I just think it's interesting that, you know, one way you could read his question is, um, you know, whether Krishna is actually recognized as a real historical figure by mainstream Ah. academia or mainstream history, which, you know, I'm not even sure if, someone like Jesus would be recognized in that way. Not by everyone. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's an interesting point because, you know, one one thing that we're obviously adamant about is that these people really existed. Um, yeah, and as you as you describe them as avatars, beings from other planets who came here among us to uh, to teach and perform other missions for global healing and enlightenment and and so on. Absolutely, and his teachings stand, um, and and of course he did engage in 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 warfare, in spiritual warfare. Um, he he didn't. It's interesting. He couldn't directly engage in the same way that Moses wasn't able to directly engage in one particular conflict. He had to stand by, and uh, Joshua, I believe, had to sort of take part. Uh, It was a very different situation indeed, but um, he was present, certainly, in the great conflicts of the old days, which I believe would go back to Atlantis, and he was certainly a real figure, as you rightly say, Darren. Yeah, because um, you know, certainly, you know, mainstream wouldn't acknowledge that you know these are people that had tremendous wisdom and even spiritual powers uh, with a divinely guided role to play in in the growth of spirituality on Earth. But no. because that would have so many implications, you know, in terms of you know what that really means. But yeah, um, that's that's the truth, and that's, that's the, the advantage truth. of sort of carting it off into the category of myth. You can sort of believe yes. it or not believe it, and it gives you an out. But actually, right. it is true, as is the statement that we always close our show with service is the jewel in the rock of attainment 